Welcome to The Perspectivalist. Our agenda is to offer a perspective of the world that allow you to think more clearly as a Christian. We want the normativity of scriptures to guide everything we do. We want it to be the starting point of all things. Thanks for joining the conversation. This is Season 4, Episode 10, and I'm your host, Yuri Brito. And today, I am borrowing the Canon Press Studios to do an interview with The Perspective. So I'm really honored, and my guest is Wade Stotts. Wade, how are you, man? Doing great, Harry. All right. I am the host in your home, so this is kind of an interesting <laughs> situation here. We're glad to have you. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Delighted yeah. to be here with you guys. Yeah. We had a wonderful lunch together. We talked about all sorts of things, and a lot of our commonality, too. We have a... Yeah common interest in the great John Frame. So Absolutely. Glad to be on the Perspectivalist Podcast. we would be BFFs just as soon as we talk to have that conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one of the reasons I wanted to, I want to just, this is a big plug for my neighbor, Benjamin College, who is listening to this right now. He's going to love it when this is published here. But he's also my deacon, and we get together about mm, once or twice a week, and we sit down and listen to The Wade Show with Wade. Well, thank you. And it is... Uh, <laughs> Five exhilarating minutes of humor <laughs> and some good rum or whiskey or whatever is available. Oh, great. And, well, that uh, means a lot. Yeah, we do it alone in a room, so it's alone. good to know that people are people are watching out there. There are people out there <laughs> listening and enjoying a, a good drink yeah. and, and laughing, oh, which is a, a distinctly Christian virtue, I think. Yeah. Uh, unbelievers seem to laugh at their own misery, but Christians mm-hmm. laugh because they are imitators of a God who laughs mm-hmm. For us and with us, yeah. right? And this is the I want to I want to since our, our our common frame is John Frame, yeah. And because of our affection for our little rotund, you know, modern Chestertonian, I want to I want to go through this in uh, three perspectives. How does that sound to you? Please, I'd love it. <laughs> and I I love your your fervor, especially your your interest. And I do think the evangelical ethos sort of lends itself to. A, a very somber way of approaching scriptures. I mm-hmm. wanted to hear just your perspective on this initially here. How did you, in your perspective, why is humor so fundamental to being a Christian? That's a good question. I, I think that um, everybody laughs at something, as you were just saying earlier. Right. So I, I think that um, humor is fundamental to being human in some sense. Yeah. And I think that if... Um, I, there's a comedy writer that I really uh, respect. Her name is Meryl Marco. And she said that when she's having trouble writing something, she'll just look at the thing that she wants to write about or write down the word and just say, why is it stupid? <laughs> and so she tries to find the stupid thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. about it. And so like something bothers her about it, but she needs to think, why is this stupid? And so I think that there are Christians, uh, Christians see certain things as being stupid and certain yeah. things as being holy and certain things yeah. as not, not being things that you can should tear down. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, unbelievers um, tend to not have a boundary that they can't something they don't have something that they can't think is stupid mm-hmm. it's something that is uh, they can't recognize stupid from not mm-hmm. um and so really your your vision of what the you know the way the world is of course your worldview is going to determine what is an acceptable target for humor right. acceptable way of joking and timing and uh yeah. and yeah I, I think that it's it's fundamental to just uh being a christian because we do have plenty of reasons to be happy right. and and if if we can, like you said, read, you know, as we're reading the Bible, we get clues as to what God thinks about everything, and so as those those clues can help us to even see everything and try to do it the way God does. So God laughs. We might as well uh, figure out what He's laughing at and why, <laughs> and join <laughs> yeah. Him in it, right? and join it absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
why do the nations vainly rage? Yeah. People's plot of anything. God yeah. laughs them into derision, which mm -hmm. doesn't appear to be sort of this kind of timid laughter. Right. But yeah. the kind of laughter that sort of shakes the earth, really. Uh -huh. It shakes the earth. Right. And when you have the, when we talk about the normative perspective, laughter as a, or humor in, in biblical categories, um, Adam is created and Eve is created and there's a sort of initial poetry in Genesis chapter two. And then you have in many ways um, a, uh, a comedy of evil when Satan comes in and he sort of portrays this creeping thing which ought not to provide anything or offer anything delicious because mm -hmm. he's from the ground. And then suddenly he is offering an alternative way to laugh. Mm. Did God really say, ha, ha, ha. Mm -hmm. And he is mocking God's own reality. Mm -hmm. And Adam says, I would rather take the laughter of a creeping creature, a creature that eventually is going to be cursed and mm -hmm. function that way forever, which is God's way of striking back. It's like, yeah. you're, going to cre you're going to be the kind of creature that comes in um, unexpectedly. Yeah. Your presence is not going to be known. And you're only going to be known for uh, the fact that you are, you're venomous. You provide death. That is your. That's what you're going to be known forever. Right. You you provided a laugh track that was false, and now you're going to be the laugh track of the world. You know. Yeah. When you think of the scriptures, um, where do you think the 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 Christian, the evangelical Christian in particular, has failed to laugh as they should? I'll have to think about that. Yeah. Do, do you think in any yeah. way the the Christian has become so enamored by the humor of the world that they've forgotten mm. that we have a distinct way of laughing. Hmm. I, I I know what you mean. I, I think that there is a um, certainly a an authoritative element to laughing at something. Yeah. And so uh, people talk about different triggers for what makes people laugh. And one of them is, is superiority. Yes. So looking down on something. Yeah. So it's a is, form of control. Is it? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so, um, that God, of course, has the right to do that. <laughs> right. And, right. and so when, when he holds his enemies in derision, yeah. that's the, a right judgment yeah. and, and he actually is above them. And, and it is, yeah, a, a form of control and a form of just, uh, yeah, saying I'm over this, yeah. and I think that uh, if Christians can't see that, then they can't see other things that they can have authority over, so or have control over. Yes. So the Christians have been given the world, and huh. we have the ability to say if God is in control over this, and this person is acting like God is not in control, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or if there's something that or people are trying to act like God, then obviously that is a an inherently funny thing and we can <laughs> laugh at them right yeah. so so it's a um it's certainly i think it does have something to do with um if if all of if the kind of you know cosmic org chart is in place yeah. then we all know what we can laugh at and what we shouldn't laugh at oh, yeah. uh and I, I think that that certainly has something to do with yeah the the normative but also situational i mean the 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 lines that are drawn in terms of uh, con control and authority right, uh, right, right. can have to be intertwined. So, um, yeah, that, that'd be my answer. Yeah, that. that's I, really I, good. Yeah. That's really good. I, I was uh, uh, pondering this this idea. I'd love to get your thoughts on it, that Christians, if our great shepherd, sort of Psalm 23, uh, we shall not want. And I, I do think that in many ways what Christians 
truly want in the life of uh, a post three, a post Genesis three sort of world is what they want is is laughter. So that e even in the reading of the scriptures, we God doesn't, you know, we're not lacking. Mm -hmm. He provides us laughter. I mean, we can yeah. think of you know various examples. I, I, this is this sounds uh, in many ways when you're sort of framed by the language of the Psalter, you think to yourself. God delights in his enemy's misery. Yeah. He delights in his misery. And so... He, yeah, he doubles over. He doubles <laughs> over, exactly, yeah. Yeah, he's excited about it. Yeah, yeah so that the, the very yeah. first promise in Genesis 3.15, sort of the, the initial, the, the proto-Evangelion, the first gospel, is the promise that the seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent. Mm -hmm. And that is truly, in many ways, a humorous way of doing things. You would mm -hmm. think um, he could... There, there's various ways of doing that. Yeah. And then that is laid out again in the book of Judges when we have uh, five or six examples of random women whose names are not mentioned, maybe one or two exceptions, dropping a random stone from the highest, mm -hmm. and it happens to so crush the head of some yeah. king, and they die. Right, right. That now, is like, a joke. That is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it is yeah. a joke. Yeah. That's, and, a, that's a, like Looney Tunes gag. Yeah. And, and yeah. Yeah, it is. It really yeah, is. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and so th this, this idea that came to mind, God is our shepherd, we shall mm -hmm. not want which means yeah. he's going to provide us laughter. And so w would you say it's, it's a safe way of saying a phrase in the language that Christians are, um, are shepherds of God's humor? Hmm. In other words, yeah. we, we shepherd the humor and we dispense it to the sheep. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a great way to say it. It is a form of leadership. A form uh, of humor is a form of leadership. I, I think so. I mean, yeah, to use the uh, shepherding kind of metaphor. I, I think also another way of thinking about it um, is that um, Ed Edwin Friedman said that if you want to gauge the anxiety level of any group, that you should, a, a great sign is if they lose their ability to be playful. Uh -huh. And so playfulness and anxiety can't coexist. Yeah. And so as we live more continually in an anxious culture, and I think America certainly is one of those, yeah. um, then our, our playfulness our, our laughter moves away from playfulness yeah. and I think becomes more uh, acrid or becomes a little bit like um, tougher to listen to or, or angry. Right. And, and, right. and you get late night shows where it's um, mostly just kind of venomous jokes, but with a, maybe a twinge to kind of make it feel like a joke. Yeah. And then everybody claps and everybody, <laughs> but everybody, underneath it all, everybody's still anxious and angry. Um, but but, but, the, but, but the, their laughter is scripted. It totally is. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it like, is. It time is time to laugh now. Yes, green light. Yes, laugh. and so there's no um, there's no authentic joy. There's no authentic surprise. Right. Uh, and huh. and so like there's of course the um, you know everybody talks about that being one of the laugh triggers is surprise. Yeah. And having an attitude that you can constantly be surprised by something or that, that there's something around the corner that you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Is a, that is the attitude to receive humor. Yeah. Whereas if you're just going into humor to, uh, or if you're go, going into a, a stand-up special or you're going into watching a late night show or anything like that to have your views confirmed and that's it. Yes. Um, then you're going to miss it. Or, or, yeah. and, and, you, and the people who are crafting that are going to become really bad at what they do. Yeah. Um, and so being surprising uh, there are cheap tricks that that comics use to try to be surprising, yeah. um, but again, that's that is a kind of being open and and trusting. Like so, there's the removal of anxiety, which is trusting God, 
right? And then there's having a, an openness to the world that I'm about to be surprised and I have no idea what's about to happen. Yeah, and then yeah. being delighted yeah. at what you're surprised by. Yeah. Makes his mercies really are new each morning, which is Absolutely. like his, yeah. his comedy is new each morning. You're, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and all of that being a, um, just a, a way to enjoy life and, and not, again, be highly anxious, not be, um, and, and that being a, a purely something that's not funny, like removing your anxiety is not a funny process necessarily. Right. Uh, and it's a, it's a certainly a discipleship kind of thing. And, and also building a kind of culture where anxiety is not reigning is not a funny process mm, necessarily, right, yeah. but it could be. And, and, and I think that humor can break down anxiety. Um, mm. And I think that that's, so that may be so laughter, Le- leaping laughter, ahead into a situation. Yeah, uh, maybe like I said, leading into situational. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> but that's I, really good. I, I think it does. And 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 that's you know the the um, as far as the impact of comedy, I, I think that a lot of people can talk about how important it is. Um, but as you're saying, it's not just important; it's fundamental. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also talk about there's a way in to, about talking about how important comedy is that is more self-important uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so that people uh it's just sort of justifying the thing that they're doing uh but actually finding things funny requires a, a spirit and requires a, a kind of uh attitude uh-huh. uh that is um much tougher to work on and and yeah and it can break down a lot of uh a lot of unhealthy defenses yeah and it immediately yeah. um unites people when i think about the the premise of Psalm one that you should, you don't sit in the seat of the scornful. I think about, I think the way I think about that means is we don't let them lead the stand up, hmm. and we don't we're not the we're not the listener. We don't sit in the front row saying, "Okay, wicked men, you're my comedian of the hour now." You lead. in other words, I think the mm-hmm. roles ought to be reversed. Yeah, they sit in the front row and they listen to us. Mm-hmm. When you look at the, are you surprised in any way, Wade, by the? by the reality that uh, people like the New York Times and other liberal uh, news organizations are shocked by the fact that comedians are the ones speaking political truth. Comedians are the ones being insightful. But does that shock you at all? No, I I think that uh, comedians have an eye to find uh, hypocrisy. (laughs) And there's a lot of that around. Uh, And people, they are constantly trying to find holes in things to make fun of them. Is it because what you said earlier that they're they're looking at, they look at something and they're looking at fragments of that thing and where people just are content and going to the next thing. But the comedian stops. Mm -hmm. He shops very thoroughly. Mm -hmm. And And he is able to ask the question, why is it stupid? (laughs) And and, and again, to like take some amount of authority over it, even in being able to ask the question. Yeah. So there first comes the question, is it stupid? Yeah, and, yeah. and there are some things that aren't and that you shouldn't <laughs> make fun of. Yeah, yeah. But um, once you have arrived at, okay, this is stupid, I'll figure out why, and then you can do a whole you know, 15 minutes of stand-up on why it's stupid and breaking it down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, if it, takes, it takes patience to do that, and it takes uh, some kind of um, eyes to see it. But yeah, I, I think that that's always been a role of, people telling the truth in a funny way. And I think that why people are anxious about that, why people are upset that comedians are challenging a lot of things is that, yeah, of course, of course, it's that it actually does do something. Yeah. And and, and that their challenging of it isn't just uh, 
free speech in that sense. It's it's not just uh, people saying stuff and that doesn't really impact the world. Yeah. The, those kind of speech, that speech we were talking earlier about planting seeds. Yes. That those things grow in people and can spread dissatisfaction with evil. Right. Uh, in a way that if if um, a lot of people don't people don't really memorize poetry anymore, mm-hmm. but they do memorize jokes. Mm-hmm, and they do mm-hmm. say, oh, remember this from that show. Yeah, yeah. And they'll quote shows back and forth. Yeah. And um, so if something makes you laugh, it sticks right. in a way that uh, if you're not in the discipline of memorizing things, uh, then you people do just kind of grab onto pop culture. And so, yeah, it, it has a powerful way of making people think something is stupid that they may not have thought was stupid before. Right. Um, and that does, it moves people, it changes uh assumptions and as as those um i I think that uh john stewart was was uh, an example of that where he was um he 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 moved people in a lot of ways that uh i think some i heard some i wish i could remember the person's name but said that john stewart it used to be that it was funny because it's true uh, and John Stewart turned it into it's true because it's funny. Right. right. Ooh, <laughs> so like it was that, yeah. it was very funny, and nobody could ignore that. Right. And then so you just swallowed all the worldview with it. Right. Um, and I, that's the power of the vessel. It's the yeah. power of the 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 medium um, that that it gets carried into and the style. Uh, so it's it is a way of persuading people. It is a, it's extremely persuasive. It's extremely, um, but it does. Um, yeah, and and if Christians are not, don't see themselves as in authority over the world, mm-hmm. and they don't see themselves as being an alternative to anxiety, Christians mm-hmm. can be very anxious people, mm-hmm. and that's and uh, because of importing unbelieving assumptions about how the world works, um, and so the the solutions to the anxiety and all that is is a Christian humor, um, and I think that. Uh, a Christian can go into looking at okay these let's let's say there's a um, a, a particular show that is making fun of this like this character for doing something right it, a, a Christian can pick out and say no they shouldn't be because that is actually a noble thing that that person's doing yeah and being able to have some kind of yeah. non-relativistic standard yeah, yeah. for comedy um, actually makes you know when to stop laughing or laugh at this. And, <laughs> and, and I think that uh, a lot of comics don't know when to stop. Uh, and I, I think that if they did, they'd be a lot more effective right. because they could aim a little bit more uh, effectively. Whereas now it, uh, in, in like what postmodernism essentially does to, and relativism does to comedy is that it just destroys that targetedness. Right. And so, yes, you can be making fun of, uh, you know, Bill Burr can be making fun of how stupid X is, but really his worldview is that everything is stupid. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that there, yeah. there's nothing. Uh, so why pick on this? It just seems like this is bothering him personally. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's why. But like, really, if it's all meaningless, then why even bother going through the whole process? Um, and, and you can find comics who are moral denouncers. Uh, yeah, right. But but we they don't have any kind of foundation for it. Yeah, it seems that uh, since we're in the topic of how leftists are imbeciles <laughs> it, it, it really is a unique feature when you think about what it the more the more you capitulate to to leftist politics the less funny you become and you mentioned john stewart mm-hmm. or even stephen colbert there was a mm-hmm. season where uh, conservatives were happy when we were made fun of 
And yeah. we said, wonderful. No, yeah. Stephen Colbert playing the role of a, a Republican, you know. Yeah. That was one of the most hilarious seasons, I think, of television top notch. history. Yeah, top notch and John yeah. Stewart too. And then they, you know, sort of the post-COVID era, they sort of embraced, you know, accepted Marx into their heart. And then suddenly <laughs> what you have is these guys losing mm -hmm. the flavor of comedy that made them who they were. They gave them their millions. Yeah. And um, I, I was uh, I always have uh, Chesterton's quote in mind, and though that we ought to be like angels because they take themselves lightly, yeah. And yeah. that reality I think produces a certain kind of people. If um, I, I, why does God take so much time in the the account of creation to dissect creation, sun, moon, and stars, mm -hmm. lights, creeping creatures? A good imitator, as you said earlier, looks at a specific thing, and instead of moving to the next thing, he says. I want to dissect why this object has these three colors instead of these other three colors. Mm -hmm. So in other words, he's he's imitating God in creation account. It takes right. six elaborate days. Mm -hmm. While a good comedian, a good somebody who thrives in, in humor, dissects things mm -hmm. and then offers a, a through new eyes perspective on that hey, object. There we right? go, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and find something that's there. And find something that's there. They, they're not that everybody making says, things up. They're, yeah, they're actually looking says, at what's there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never noticed that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And hopping, and so one of the tools that comedians use for that is analogy. Yeah. So like those those analogy, drawing the a connection between two things that are in the world and saying this is like that thing. And the humor is in, oh, actually, yeah, there's a weird rhyme in <laughs> yeah. the world that yeah. exists that ever that nobody really noticed that those two things in the world that are rhyming yeah. and that brings people joy because it and it, it brings people joy um at some level because it's sort of like there's a reason for this or you know yeah. there's some kind of rhyme or reason but in the world and recognizing that recognizing that is yeah i, th I think a um if if uh, i think that non-believers can do it but i think it's a uh, it's something that christians should be excited about as this well. is the old ventilating line right they have to sit in god's lap in order to slap him right right, right. they have to they have to borrow from our our categories of humor mm -hmm. so we talked about the so i guess they're you're saying that they have to sit in god's lap in order to slap anything, anything right? yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. that's exactly right yeah, yeah. We, we talked about the sort of the nature of biblical revelation how it's inherently humorous because god wrote a word that is above all earthly powers mm -hmm. and provides humor above um to humans and to bless you. It's a, a humor is a benediction of God to the people of God. This is, mm -hmm. I mean, this is what the, the ironic benediction in numbers, right? This is the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you mm -hmm. or smile upon you. Mm -hmm. right? This is God saying, right. here's a joke, guys. Enjoy it, embrace it, and go and, you know, live with, with hardiness. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about the, the, the situation, the kind of contextual, the way society sort of functions and, and how unbelievers and believers deal with, with humor to bless their particular audiences. And so the, finally, it would be the existential. We have the, every human being is sort of given this gift of, of humor. When, from your perspective, uh, what can we do to sort of encourage the real dour, sour guys out there listening to us who just take life a little bit too seriously? Sure. And because one of the things I always tell the young ladies who come to me and ask in my office, you know, Pastor, I'm looking for a husband. What should I look for? I say, well, truly one of the first things is, does he laugh at himself and does he laugh at the world around you? Because if you're going to put uh, 30, 40 years worth of mileage in this business here, you yeah. better have a guy who 
laughs at the fact that your three-year-old spilt wine on himself on Sunday morning, you know? Mm -hmm. That ought to be hilarious. Absolutely. As you're thinking through these issues, and you're a, you're a dad too, yeah. um, how can we encourage guys to sort of say, pick up the, the humor mantle and go with it? Yeah, I, I think that it starts with recognizing that the humor is out there. The humor is <laughs> and, and so there, there are funny things that are happening. So it is funny when, when your three-year-old spills wine. play the next files, by the way? I don't, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> the truth is that. It wasn't intentional. But it is, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so it, it is, like, the problem is your perception. So, yeah. if like, God is laughing when your three-year-old spills wine. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is funny. And yeah. and you might Especially as well. Especially wearing a white shirt. Oh, it's perfect. Those yeah. Those, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have written it better. <laughs> exactly. It's the best. Um, and so that's that's something that, it's it's not that there isn't anything funny out there. It's just the perception problem so right, it's right. it's that you can't so it's, see it's it their up. pr problem they're not finding yeah a... yeah and, and and it's it's a um as they as they look outside and as as i mean we've we've all done that when we when we sin and we try to cover it up we don't realize how stupid we look and how yeah. silly we are and when we uh you know if there are lots of things that you know oh you you stubbed your toe or you got a flat tire and it was just as you, you know, all of the things kind of, everything in your life kind of leaned in on one moment and it was the exact wrong moment for this to happen. <laughs> right. Thinking that, that that's funny is distancing yourself from it and hopefully taking on God's perspective and saying, that's a funny thing that just happened there. And if you can, um, I, I, I've heard, uh, Luke Jankovic say something like, sometimes, sometimes you can laugh at a joke and sometimes you are the joke. So you could <laughs> laugh at that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and, and if you, if you don't, then you cheat yourself yeah. of the joy of the Lord. Yeah. So yeah. the joy of the Lord, if God's laughing at something, yeah. then you should be laughing at it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's our strength. That's yes, yeah. absolutely. And laughing at yourself is, is yeah. key. Uh, and that actually can be a, if, if you force yourself to laugh at yourself, yeah. then it can actually spur Christian growth and give you some amount of distance from yourself and not take yourself, if you do take yourself very seriously, um, then there's gonna be a lot, you're gonna be hiding your sin. Yeah. Uh, you're going to treat everybody around you as worse than you are or be skeptical of everyone else except yourself. Um, yeah. And if, if you can, so that's, that's the existential. And then seeing outside of yourself, if, if you can't find those situations around you that are funny, um, then yeah, you're, you're just, you're blind to it because yeah. God is telling a story and he's telling a bunch of little stories yeah, yeah. and many of them are very, very funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and many of them will never see many of yeah. them. No one will ever see. Right. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's so interesting. We, we, we know that at the, um, you know, at under the sea where no one has ever been, you know, like where no one can see anything, yeah. there are narratives that are going on constantly and we're, oblivious to it and right. everyone is oblivious to yeah. it there's never no, never anyone who will know how funny it is down there or how <laughs> awesome it is down there and that's really cool that god god is pleased to keep telling these stories and keep telling these jokes whether we pick up on them or not it's the glory of kings to search the deep things yes and 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 if we want to find those yes we, we will have yeah. to we have to look for them and just assume uh that there is humor that we're not seeing out there yeah um i i the, I'm amazed when my kids notice something that, uh, so I, I, my kids and I were reading through, uh, I think first Kings and there was a, I forget, I wish I, wish I could remember which story it was. And there was, uh, you know, somebody did something and then somebody else responded. And, and so it was, it was that kind of sort of back and forth. Yeah, there yeah, are a lot yeah, of those. Yeah. And, uh, and so when I, I would read one thing and then my, my son would say, that's good. 
And then the next thing he would say, that's bad. And he was right on it. I was like, oh, great, cool, awesome. Yeah. And then uh, and then I forget who it was, but it, I think it was like King Ahab mustered all Israel. Yeah. And and my son said, <laughs> mustard? And I, I just missed it. Like, I, I of course that's funny. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, some, somehow it just, like, it made me laugh very hard. Yeah. I mean, that my three-year-old was like, like totally listening and somehow found it funny that that word sounds like this word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, he found, and it's not like, it's not a joke that's inherent in scripture or anything, <laughs> but it is just, it's, it is funny that that word, like he, he's, he's connecting the world according to his own understanding. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and I think that, um, yeah, if I were to see that and be like, no son, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a serious moment. And, uh, if, if we, if you like, we don't want to be trivial about scripture and like, no, it is funny. It's, it's a funny, uh, connection to make in his head. Um, and I, I love that. And, and so finding those is, yeah, again, not taking yourself seriously, assuming, assuming that from the outside, your life looks kind of funny yeah. or like this, this thing that when you hit your head on something, you're, you're getting up from your, from in, out of your car, you bumped your head on it. <laughs> it probably looked funny. Yeah. If you were to stick a camera out yeah. there, that would be very funny. <laughs> and this is the, this is the kind of, um, expectations people don't have. So I'm here, we're here in Moscow, Idaho. I'm from Pensacola, Florida. We're living a very humorous life and the world looks at us and thinks it's absurd, but here we are having fun. You can't stop a royal priesthood if we're having fun, mm -hmm. if we're enjoying yeah. what we're doing. You know, back to that, that, that observation was really interesting about the, just reading the Bible with your son, right? You're mm -hmm. looking at these things and you, he's seeing things that would immediately, you kind of overlooked it right. because you didn't hear, but the kingdom comes through the least of these, right? right. They frighten right. foe and avenger because mm -hmm. they're more hilarious than our avengers mm -hmm. and our foes. Yeah, I, I, I think about this when I think of the guys who are just really stern and they kind of have the, you know, you know Richard Baxter is their homeboy kind of mm -hmm. thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And they look at... at no offense, to, if, if no, Richard no, Baxter yeah. is listening. <laughs> no offense I don't, to all, yeah. <laughs> all three Baxterians out okay. there. And when they are in the process of, uh, when they think about disciplining their own children, they don't think about the fact that this doesn't have to be an apocalyptic moment. Yes. You can spank your kid mm -hmm. and then tell one of your top three greatest dad jokes, mm -hmm. hug him, your sins are forgiven, and move on. Right. And when that child looks back at that session of discipline, he's going to say, huh, God must be just like that. Yeah, and, and back, to the, back to the point about um, anxiety and humor, yes. not being able to really coexist. You, if you're anxious about how your child's disobedience reflects on you and everybody's going to find yeah. out or like somebody saw, a friend saw your child yeah, yeah. disobey and, and you get embarrassed or, or there's some kind of other element going on. Yeah. If, if you're self-serious at all... It's a convicting then, words, by the way, man. Sure. Oh, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm preaching myself. So yeah. it's like, and I'm podcasting to myself. <laughs> um, but but I, I think that... But yeah, it, it totally slows you down, and and it makes you not as effective. Yeah. It's your discipline won't be as effective. You're, yeah, your your kids are going to grow up thinking that at some level that God behaves like an anxious parent. Right, right, right. right. And, and and there's no anxiety in God, and there's a lot more laughing in God than we might like to think. And there's a lot more active uh, laughter in the things that God has made. Yeah. Um, and waking up to that is amazing i i know that my eyes are dull and yeah. i i don't see i i take myself too seriously yeah and i i you know and it takes me sometimes 10 minutes to look back and go that was really stupid <laughs> yeah i did yeah, that yeah. i yeah i i really made a fool of myself there yeah and then you know you apologize and do that whole thing but it's it's uh it's a blessing to be able to um take a step outside yourself yeah. again even, even if you you can't necessarily see god's perspective 
you know, we won't be able to see it perfectly, yeah. but even one other perspective yeah. is helpful. Yeah. So being able to go, if, if there was just a stranger in the room watching that, would yeah. he, how would he judge that? Right. Or if I were the stranger in the room, yeah. uh, and that automatically gives you a little bit better perspective to be able to laugh or, and like make restitution and just yeah. do what you need to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that's a, it's a blessing to be able to live in a world where, um, again, we don't have to make up things that are funny. What you said earlier about got, about going in a comedian dissecting something and yeah. then pointing out is a very different thing from looking at a big blob of a world that doesn't have any real meaning to it right. and then trying to put meaning onto it. Right. Um, so finding the meaning there is so much more fun. Yeah. And assuming that there's meaning everywhere. And then if you lo look at a news story, that, like if I'm writing a joke for the show, you look at a news story, you know there's something there. Yeah. Something yeah. that is, uh, that pe people haven't, some connection that people haven't made or right. some kind of uh, way of seeing it. Um, and that's that's a great comfort to anybody who's writing anything people, uh, and, and anybody who's trying to be productive is yeah. that there's lots of, um, in the same way that God created the world with a lot of um, potential, Right in it, uh, it a lot of that humor, uh, the potential for humor is yeah. also just built into uh, creation and the stories that God continues to tell. Yeah, and we get to sit in the audience and laugh, enjoy ourselves. Okay, so as we finish here, talk about the the Wade show with Wade because I think yeah. it's I think it's 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 hilarious. It's um, profound in some ways, but it's also we're talking about this earlier at lunch. There's a there's a time. Uh, element to it that, that there's something about doing humor that your timing and your rhetoric ought to mm -hmm. um, have such a unique harmony that they can't live apart from each other mm. so when you put these compacted five minutes together right for us from the outside oh five minutes that's just a you know uh, that's a, a cigarette's worth of sure uh, and you do in five minutes and you accomplish so much you pack in so much <laughs> what's what's the magic yeah. behind that i it honestly is just taste like okay, yeah, yeah. so, I, I try to distill it because that's what I like. Are you? Are you? Um, does, does, in many ways, does doing that kind of do presuppose uh, a happy generalism? Like you have to have okay. a love affair with lots of things in order to put them together. In the end, this the spectator, the listener, or the hearer says, "Yeah, there's a thread." Well, I hope so. Um, I've I've never been really a, a news guy, okay, you know, yeah. like as far as following everything very closely. Uh, I've got a friend who even just texts me or like emails me news headlines because I don't keep up with it very well, <laughs> yeah. I, and I'll miss stuff a, a ton of times. Uh, and so it's it's a a blessing to have have people who are offering those different perspectives, and I'm able just to see those and try to again find the thing, find the, yeah. the humor there. Um, but yeah, as far as the as far as the timing goes, it I'd say that it's it's taste and it's also um, just knowing. Um, knowing that it is bite-sized, easy to share, easy to, to get to people. I think it's, it's. Uh, I, I try to accomplish what I can during that time. Uh, and sometimes there's just not that much to say about a news story. Right. I, th I would I would be intimidated if I had, if somebody said, hey, by the way, now you have a 45-minute show every single day. Yeah. I go, I don't know if I'd have enough to say yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, right, yeah. So sometimes you look at a story and you just kind of shake your head and that's all you got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, whereas, uh, so I can just skip past those stories right. uh, and just pick the ones that I have a lot to say about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's like I said, For those who are listening and, by that, if you're, if you're a young minister, I've been doing this for a long time, if you're a young minister and you think you can preach a 60 to 70-minute sermon, don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. 
because it takes yeah. really it takes much more concentration and creativity to pack in what you're doing right mm. and that's um you're trying to convey a lot with a little time and i think there's good lessons there I mean, creation didn't happen in millions of years yeah happened yeah. in six days god conveyed everything he wanted in patterns and rhythms in six days yeah. and so should we to a certain extent yeah oh it's yeah and and it, it's a ton of fun I'm, I'm thankful for the team so you asked about the show yeah it it, it Essentially, it functions as a on a Friday release, and it's a kind of run through the headlines of the week. Yeah. So sometimes I'll pick several different stories and just uh, have one joke about each, yeah. uh, and and other times I'll delve more deeply uh, into a story. But the goal is again just to have fun and be able to yeah. uh, look at the news and. Uh, I, th- I think of it more as an entertainment show than a news show. Yeah. Uh, and so, so some people have told me that they've gotten most of their news from my show, which, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah, it, um, I take my responsibility as a serious journalist. Uh, with, <laughs> um, yeah, the very, I, it's, a, it's a big deal for me. Yeah. But no, it, I, I, like I said, it's mainly entertainment. Uh, but it, I mean, I'm a Christian, and so my Christianity will be the you know, backboard for, yeah, for the whole yeah, thing, yeah, and it'll yeah. be the, the underlying assumptions. But yeah, that, it's, that's me, uh, again, just trying to ride the bike and practice what I've been saying yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, old taste is that the Lord is funny, and he wants us to enjoy his humor as well. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us this episode of The Perspectivist. I'm Yuri Brito, and the Lord be with you. Thanks for joining, Wade. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it.